We've all heard the term empathy. But what makes some of us empathetic and some of us struggle with it? Listen on to delve into the impact of childhood on the mind. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you. This is not a medical portal. If you are experiencing extreme distress or suicidal thoughts, please contact a helpline immediately. Episode 1 Hi and welcome to Mind Your Mornings. I am Anna Chandy and I will be your host for this podcast. I am a practicing counselor and a certified training and supervising transactional analyst. Over the last 27 years, I have interacted with more than 500 people, both individuals and families. And through this podcast, I want to bring to you what I have learned about life and its nuances through the experiences of everyone I have interacted with. episode i will delve deeper into a word that is spoken a lot but very rarely understood today let's talk about empathy most of us at some point have felt that someone close to us lacks empathy it could be your spouse partner friends or coworkers sometimes in mid conversations you realize the other person is just not getting it or they snap at you or tell you to move on get over it or shift the topic entirely very often to themselves and then what happens to you you are left confused and maybe even very angry irritated or frustrated you feel unheard sounds familiar let me give you a simple example you call up your friend and tell her you're feeling sad and that you don't feel like doing anything she offers to go for a movie with you to cheer you up you reiterate that you don't want to do anything and definitely not go for a movie she insists because that's what helps cheer her up and then she gets upset with you because you don't want to go for the movie the conversation suddenly feels futile people deal with these situations differently i know some people who chose to shut down and seek solace elsewhere some other clients have had heated arguments with the person but in both cases i have seen that a lack of empathy creates deep cracks in relationships sometimes they are loud shatters and sometimes invisible silent ones let's look at why some of us are capable of empathy and some may not be in fact people 
are seemingly ignorant of what the other person needs. Well, we aren't born with an inherent trait of empathy and we certainly aren't taught how to be empathetic in schools. So then, where does the ability to empathize come from? Let's explore this a little bit further. Last week, I spoke about early childhood and its impact on us. The experience of the first seven years of our life create the blueprint and shape our core beliefs that play out in our adult lives. A lot of our adult behaviors are deeply rooted in our first few interactions with our parents and primary caregivers. Empathy is no different. When a baby is born, the first attachment for most of us is with the mother. Of course, we don't actively remember these moments, but they are deeply encoded in our unconscious. Those early moments of human connection with the mother and father is our foundation. In India, being a collective society, it is often also the grandparents, older cousins and close relatives. The little infant is held close in the arms and nursed. He or she is cooed and cradled and engaged with. These little moments of human contact make the child feel safe, secure, understood and loved. It enables the child to build and understand physical and emotional contact. This is not just at the physical level, but also at the psychological level. It is pre-verbal, visceral and pre-cognitive. The infant learns through mirroring and attunement through this person who is engaging with them or her that he or she is growing up with. The infant is picking up non-verbal cues from the primary caregiver and then he or she slowly begins the process of emotional attunement. Attunement is more than hearing words or experiencing touch. It allows us to understand what the other person is feeling. And through this mirroring, reflection and attunement, we learn how to develop and experience our own deeper feelings as an infant. The capacity to self-soothe and self-nurture is also developed during this time. As the child grows up to be an adult, he or she develops the capability to understand and self-soothe himself or herself. These adults have learned how to self-nurture themselves very early on. But what happens if the little infant does not experience this human contact? What if the mother or a close caregiver does not provide adequate attunement and mirroring for the baby in the very early preverbial stage? And what if, instead of being nurtured, the child has actually experienced a human disconnect between the father and mother and other extended family caregivers. 
the little child who is dependent on learning how to feel from the family now does not develop the capacity for themselves. They do not learn how to nurture, how to soothe both themselves and others. And they do not learn empathy. A lot of adults carry this behavior into adulthood and they are quite unaware of their own lack of empathy. Last year, I was contacted by a bright woman in her 30s. She had been married for four years to a man she loved and cared for deeply. To the world, they probably looked like the perfect couple. They were young, independent, global travelers. They had known each other for many years, but there was an issue. Despite being in a loving relationship, she had rage issues and often flew into a rage with her husband. She came to me in distress as her husband had said that he can't take it anymore. We worked together over the course of many months. This girl, when she came to me, was totally out of touch with her own psychological being. She was emotionally dysregulated. In my sessions with her, when we touched upon deeply sensitive issues, she would reach out to me the next day with physical pain. Her psychological pain was manifesting in physical pain. Her body was communicating. There is a book called The Body Keeps the Score by Bezel van der Kock. Her body communicated her preverbial, precognitive, psychological wounds through physical pain. The system had gone wrong. Instead of the child's needs being prioritized, the mother's needs took priority. The very fundamental early contact in infanthood was completely absent from her life. Her mother was not available to meet the emotional needs of this child in her case. It was because the mother herself had her own childhood issues as her mother had not been available to her. She didn't know how to mother because she hadn't received mothering herself. Transgenerationally, the psychological wound of abandonment was transmitted. The negative core belief of being alone had been internalized. All this started at a pre-verbal stage, at a pre-cognitive stage. Unfortunately, globally, this is not uncommon. Issues are transgenerational, passed on from primary caregivers and then down the family. This can stop when one person recognizes an issue and chooses to resolve it. That breaks the chain of unmet needs to future generations. It plays out in many ways. Without even realizing it, this girl was becoming like her mother. She didn't want to be that person, but negative core beliefs are so ingrained that it is sometimes takes a professional to help you see it. She began to see her behavior very similar arguments and fights like her mother had with her grandmother. Here is an example from her life. Very often, her grandmother would come visit them. She would fuss over them with food and chores in the house. 
But all that this girl's mother wanted was for her to sit down with her and spend some time with her. All she wanted was to be heard. But she did not experience this non-verbal exchange of connectedness. Her mother started replicating this learnt behaviour onto this girl. Even on this girl's wedding day, the mother fussed around her clothes and the way she was looking, none of this mattered to this young lady. All she wanted was an intimate moment with her mother and a photo to cherish forever. This she didn't get. Even on her day, the day she was supposed to be the priority, her needs were not met. For this girl, the negative core belief she inherited was being alone. And as human beings, our inherent nature is to fight off this feeling. So to fight off this feeling of being alone, she started turning to her husband. But she was looking for maternal nurturing. And despite him being loving and caring, she found it inadequate. And every such incident reinforced her belief that she is alone. This became her pattern. Because she was looking to him to fill the early wounds, and he obviously neither understood nor was capable of providing this role of an emotional primary caregiver. The underlying root of rage is very often fear. Her fear, her fights with her husband, was a stark reflection of a deeper feeling of fear of being alone. Her rage was her manifestation of her inability to empathize with herself or with others. Our negative core beliefs play out differently for each person. But the path to recovery to understanding that our negative core beliefs are not genetically coded into us. Nature fills the gun, but nurture pulls the gun. Now that this girl is unaware of her negative core beliefs, she understands herself better. In the moment when she feels alone and ready to fight, she stops to see where the anger is coming from. It takes courage to face these demons. But she has found the strength within her. It takes one moment of courage to recognize the fear below the anger. To drop the facade she has built and become vulnerable. To acknowledge her loneliness and ask for a hug. Through her journey of therapy, she feels heard, seen, understood. She feels empathized with. And that gives her the ability to learn how to empathize with others. This is what exactly happens to an infant. When they are heard, they develop the ability to establish healthy relationships in family, work and society. In fact, Carl Rogers, a very famous psychologist, has crafted a lot of learning for therapists today focusing on the development of empathy in an individual. He believes empathy is our capacity to actually get into the inner world of another person and then engage with their feelings. It is the most important aspect of feeling safe, feeling secure 
feeling protected. It is one of the first early principles therapists learn to make their clients feel safe and secure in the interaction with them, to empathize with them. Another famous psychologist, Kohut, Haynes Kohut, who was an American psychoanalyst, speaks about attunement. He spoke and wrote extensively on the power of attunement in early childhood to display human connectedness in adulthood. Now, more than ever, empathy is very important. We are going through trying times of uncertainty and for many people, their inner worlds are in chaos. Through empathy, we can reduce the emotional distance and re-establish human contact. As you can see, it plays a very important role in healthy relationships, leadership and society at large. It connects us to the next person. Some of us may not have the capacity to empathize. We may not have developed this ability because of emotional wounds we have experienced in early childhood. But also, these patterns can be changed. Childhood beliefs can be unraveled. It is possible to acknowledge our unresolved wounds and tread a new path. Apathy is not permanent. I believe each of us can develop the power of empathy. Each of us can learn to nourish ourselves and others. Let's establish to build human connectedness, not just here in India, but globally. Hashtag empathy and human connectedness can heal ourselves and those around us. Next time, I will talk about uncertainty and the impact of uncertainty on our minds, especially during this global crisis. It's important to understand what we are feeling because only then can we overcome it. How are you dealing with uncertainty? What are the challenges you are facing? Write in to us at anna at annachandy.com and I will address this in the coming podcast. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Mornings with me, Anna Chandi. I'll see you next time with another discovery into the mind and meanings we make. You can subscribe to us on Spotify by searching for Mind Your Mornings under the podcast section. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandi, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you.